0: Blob Talk Radio. You're listening to Grounded Roots with Sam Black. Sam is a certified psychic medium, wellness coach, and is the executive director of Grounded Roots Wellness Incorporated and is your answer to finding wellness in every area of life.
1: Good morning and welcome to Grounded Roots. I'm your host, Sam Black. I'm so excited to join you this morning. We have an absolutely fabulous guest, Shay. And although we're having a few technical difficulties, I'm hoping she'll be on air with us soon. So I hope that you all had an absolutely wonderful weekend. This is the second week of our Women in Business series. And I've gotten some great feedback. We had fabulous guests last week, and this week is jam packed full with a whole bunch more. So, Cashay, can you hear me? She can't hear me yet. Hopefully, she will be on soon. So, I just wanted to update you a little bit about some things that are happening here at Ground of Roots. Of course, we have our wellness center here in Niagara Falls, Ontario. And it's all about bringing wellness to every area of your life and really empowering people to find wellness in different areas of their life. So the one really great thing that we're offering is our float pod therapy. And of course, some people are really loving that. And what I would love to share with you about it is all the success we're having with some clients with chronic pain. And certainly if you're someone who has been living with chronic pain or you know someone else who has it can be quite debilitating and really impact your quality of life. So some of these clients are telling me that, you know, they have not had a sleep in 15 years or they're having so much pain that they haven't been able to prepare a meal for their family in many years. Um, one lady expressed that, you know, she's had the chronic pain so long she didn't remember when she wasn't pain, and When you're dealing with that, you can imagine, wow, what that would be like. And I have to tell you, I'm so excited because they come and they try the float pod therapy and they're coming out absolutely beaming from their session. And they're expressing that they are not in as much pain. And some are even saying they're pain-free, which is so exciting. They're calling us the next day telling us that they actually slept which if you haven't had a night's sleep in a long time, that's really, the thing is that they're rebooking and wanting to come in again after. So, you know, if you know somebody who has chronic pain um, or, you know, any other issues or really needing to relax and recharge, then it's really fantastic if you can get them to try float pot therapy. Um, there should be some float centers not too far from you, hopefully. I know we're really growing. We service the Niagara area, but certainly people have traveled to come and try it out. So I would love to share that. So I've noticed here on my board, Cachet has gone offline, but I'm hoping that that's because she's trying to reboot back in and we'll have her with us in a few minutes. So one of the wonderful things happening this weekend. Ground of Roots Wellness, is that I am hosting and facilitating our next Certified Coaches Federation class. So this is a two-day intensive coach practitioner course where you actually get lots of hands-on activities, you get lots of learning and growth. We talk about the language of coaching, how to help people get unstuck, how to really help yourself get out of your own way. And also a lot about reprogramming the conscious and subconscious relationship and getting you in more alignment with what you really want out of life. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in, maybe you've been told many times that you should be a life coach or maybe you have wondered how to get unstuck and <laughs> don't want to ask, you know, the same friends over and over again to help you out. You just keep getting in that same position You know, this course might help you get a little bit of a perspective as to what you could try differently to help yourself. It's also a really great tool and a really great thing to have on your resume for people who are already in a different career that are looking to learn how to work better with um, other professionals, other team members or clients. And it's just really another tool for for your toolbox for helping others. It's a fantastic course. Um, Certainly, there is still a few spots left, not too many, but there's a few. So if you wanted to get in on the fun, um, go give Certified Coaches Federation a call or go on the website or give me a call later and certainly we'll get you in the class. And how you can connect with them is at 866-455-2155 or www.certifiedcoachesfederation.com. Now, if you're not in the Niagara area, but this still sounds like something cool that you'd like to experience, we have phenomenal trainers around the world. Certified Coaches Federation is in over 100 cities worldwide, which is quite impressive. So I know that you would be able to get a training somewhere else closer to home if um, you're not in our direct area or you're not looking for a vacation in Niagara Falls. But really... It's a great time to come visit Niagara Falls. It's not too cold out yet. We um, have our beautiful Festival of Lights already started. And I know that the city and all the volunteers have done such a beautiful job. It's absolutely spectacular. And there's new lights that illuminate the falls as well. So you can even see them at nighttime. So that's my my little local plug. And let's... All right. Cache, can you hear me? I know is there now. Hopefully, she can hear us. All right. Well, maybe, Cache, if you could give us a call on the guest call in. Um, the number for guests to call in is 516 531 9240. So, hopefully, Cache can hear me and she'll be able to call in on that number. Um, and certainly, other times, whenever we're having the show, I don't know if you realize this or not, but you can also call in. And um, if we have it, I can bring you live on air and you can have a chat with me and with our guests. And also, um, opportunity too in the chat area. We have a chat area here too. So let's see here. Good morning. You've reached Sam Black. How can I help you? Hi, Sam. This is Cashey. Yay, Cashey, you made it on. Wonderful. How are you doing this morning? Uh, other than being a little flustered from the technical difficulties, I am doing very well. How are you this morning? I am fantastic. And, you know, I keep asking my guides to bring me a tech guide because I sometimes fluster with the technological stuff, too. But I really believe we're exactly where we need to be. And you would really love it because I did one episode where no one could hear me. And I thought that it was my guest speaker. So I was like, okay, well, surely we'll be back soon. And I just started talking for half an hour, cachet, And um, finally, I realized it was really on my end. So I'm so glad we figured that you're
0: here this morning. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited uh, to chat with you this morning.
1: Oh, wonderful. Me too. I know we had so much fun when we were doing our pre-chat last week, and I've been really looking forward to this. So you have got quite a bit that you're doing. You're a busy lady. You're a mom. You've got um, your husband's in the military. Can you share a little bit about us and how you managed to juggle it all? Sure. Uh, So, yes, I
0: am a military spouse. My husband's in the Air Force. And uh, we've been on this journey for 10 plus years, and he's actually currently deployed. So uh, we have three little girls whose names all start with S, just to confuse ourselves just a little bit more. Um, And so they keep me busy, um, you know, especially in his absence. And uh, it's definitely been a juggling act. um, But I, what I try what I try to do is um, just make sure that i I do scheduling and planning and I live by the calendar because you know as you know you you have kids their schedules get even busier than your own schedule and so I, I have to try to keep up with their stuff as well as my stuff and um, ultimately what I try to do is just make sure that i'm meeting their needs and they don't come second to anything that it is that I'm doing business related. So if a potential opportunity comes my way, and it is a conflict with what they have going on, or um, a conflict in my flexibility when it comes to them, then I have to pass up the opportunity. And, you know, I'm
1: okay with that. So it's just a a lot of juggling for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, we need to feel confident in the yeses that we give to others. And if it's something that we Guilt or another yucky feeling—it's just really not worth it. And it's really great that you understand priorities and you know this is what comes first. This is top for me. Exactly,
0: and because you know, ultimately, I made the decision to be a mother. You know, they didn't decide that they wanted to be here, and that was a decision I made. And so I base my decisions business-wise accordingly. You know, I made the decision to be a wife. I made a decision to be a mother, and I am really a. Uh, huge proponent of fitting your career into your life and not your life into your career um, because, you know, there a lot of things suffer when you try to do the latter. So uh, everything that I do business-wise, it has to uh, be in line with what I'm doing per- personally in my life and what uh, my family's needs.
1: I love that. And, you know, we actually operate exactly the same way. Um, A few years ago when I had to give up my career in child welfare because of brain injury, I can remember at the time Mm -hmm. I was devastated because I loved my career. But, you know, I decided with my husband, you know, we need to figure out exactly what is our top priority because certainly that career as much as I loved it was not necessarily the best thing for my family or for my marriage. I worked really long hours away from home and, and the reality was that other people's children took priority over my children. Mm, and that's, you know,
0: absolutely. That's
1: okay, right? and um, so I know when we created our own per- personal mission statement, and if, if you yeah. those haven't done that yet, I really encourage you to do that. Um, it really narrows down what your top three priorities are. And then you, mm-hmm. anytime you mm-hmm. have a decision to make, you can go right back to that list and say, okay, under these three, there's your yes or there's your no, and you don't have to feel guilty about it. And our, one of our criteria definitely was it has to be in the best interest of ourselves and our family. And, um, you know, that career as much as I loved it, and I loved helping those families, it wasn't the best thing for my family. So, um, so I love that you do that and you feel good about being able to say yes or say no to commitments. Definitely. And it
0: definitely has not always been this way. It was through a lot of trial and tribulation that I even came to this place and space um, because I had been the person that did um, put career before family. You know, even in our quote unquote quality time, we'd be sitting here together watching TV and I'd have that laptop on my lap just click clacking away, you know, doing stuff business related. But You know, I was there in body, but but I wasn't paying attention to what was going on. And, you know, it just came to a point where I just realized that my kids will not be this small forever. And again, they didn't ask to be here. I brought them, my husband and I brought them into this world. And, you know, I'm here to nurture them, develop them, and help them to be productive citizens in the world. And I can't do that if I give all my attention to other people. So,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. So the number one criteria for being a coach is life experience. And so as you've just pointed out, it hasn't always been this way. And I love that about coaches. Like you can tell matter whether they're a sex therapist coach or they're a relationship coach or a mommy coach, it doesn't matter. They've all been through something, got them to that space that they can help others find solutions. And certainly you're not any different because you're a fabulous coach and I would Thank love you. to talk about your company, Shift Matters. So first of all, I absolutely love that name. How did you come up with it? Well,
0: um, I, I, of course, wanted something that was going to stick out in the minds of people, and, so you, know, uh, you know, it was definitely the play on words, um, but there's that extra letter, the F, in there, so it's not, <laughs> not a dirty phrase, but the whole concept of Shift Matters it has a double meaning. So since a lot of people, at you know, at any given point in time in their lives, they're going to go through some type of uh, transformation or some t- type of transition. Um, the one thing that is at the helm of that is your willingness, willingness to actually make that shift, to make a change, to make a, pi- to take a pivot in whatever direction, so you can get from where you are to where you'd like to be. And so, uh, the first meaning was, you know, all things related to the concept of shifting or pivoting or changing, and then. Um, to also emphasize the point that shift or your willingness to do so really does matter to your success, whether it be personal success, uh, professional success, entrepreneurial uh, success, all of those things are dependent on your willingness to actually make that change or pivot. So um, that's where it kind of came from and um, it it definitely stuck.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love it. And you know, In my background, I'm a true systems theorist, and I love how you're saying that, you know, like we have to make that shift within ourselves and then watch how it spins out to the different areas of our life. Mm And it's really how we make change. It takes just one little step in one section of our life, and it can have a dramatic impact in all the other sections as well. And so what kinds of work do do to shift matters?
0: So in Shift Matters, um, I focus on helping individuals and organizations basically make shift happen. And what that means is that I do personal coaching, uh, corporate training, and speaking. So on the coaching front, I work with individuals, and they usually tend to be mid-career professional women um, to kind of to basically truly understand who they are as a person. Because when you get into this mid-career phase of life, it's easy to kind of lose yourself when you have the other responsibilities of life. It it could be your familial responsibilities or relationship responsibilities and, you know, all these other things that are a part of your life that kind of chip away at who you are at your core sometimes. And uh, you kind of tend to forget self. And then when you look up, you're just kind of like, okay, how did this even happen? And so I help people to really figure out who they are so they can make intentional decisions about their career or, and or life transitions, and um, that can manifest in um, working on mindset issues, you know, the imposter syndromes or um, the spirit of um, offense, you know, any number of uh, mindset issues, or just kind of gaining clarity about what you want in your life, you know, what's that next step for you? What does that look like? Um, and then also with the training, I basically help to transform leaders. Um, through coaching workshops, online courses, and leadership uh, boot camps within uh, corporate settings. So I go and work with frontline managers or supervisors or um, whomever uh, just to really help them understand what leadership really is because I think in today's society we uh, have a warped idea of what leadership is. People think that leadership is a title. They think it's about themselves. Um, and those things couldn't be further from the truth. Um, you know, leadership is not about self. It's about inspiring and motivating others and encouraging others and helping them to be their best and grow them as leaders. It's not about a title at all. You know, anyone can be a leader. Anyone has the capacity to be a leader. It's not because you're the CEO of said company that, that really makes you a leader. And so um, I created my own curriculum um, in doing this, and I'm in the process of trying to navigate the licensing uh, process to help other trainers um, so they can use my materials. I have a company that actually reached out to me, so I'm in that process of trying to figure that out. And then finally, with the speaking, um, my platform is personal leadership, and that focuses on self-awareness, self-management, and self-mastery, really and truly leading yourself so that you can effectively lead others or organizations or lead thoughts, period. So.
1: I love all of that. I love it all. And, you know, so I want to recap a little bit of it. So really working with those women who are mid-career, you know, I've taught had Jolie Engelbrecht on the show before and the two of us were talking quite a bit because we see a lot of that in our coaching as well. We get to a certain mm-hmm. place in our life where we forget the foods we like, we forget how we liked to dress long ago and <laughs> what we did in our spare time um, and what did it look like when we weren't chasing children or working. And, you know, a lot of people really get to that point where either their children are growing and leaving, and they're thinking, okay, I've just given my whole life to, to these little ones, and they're mm-hmm. thinking, where, do, where am I left? Like, what does this mean for me? Or they get to that point in their career where they're like, okay, I've, I've already ticked all the boxes. I'm not quite sure where I want to go from here. Um, so it's really interesting.
0: Absolutely. And, I, you know, I... I from experience. Three, three, zero. That was the same place three, space eight, I was in. Call from one seven seven
1: eight three three zero. Haha! <laughs> <laughs> My turn for technical difficulties. I forgot to. Uh, no, the there. cordless I phone out of the room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no
1: worries See, so, you know even here on blog talk radio we we definitely embrace our imperfections um <laughs> so we were talking a little bit a minute ago about all about how we really have to find ourselves um and it's really interesting because how many people do we speak to who, if you ask them who they are and what they're all about, it's automatically their career or how many children they have. Exactly. And that and that's what
0: became a part of my own language. Um, I, and I didn't even realize it was happening. That's the, the um, really funny thing about it. Half the time people think they really know who they are, but like you said, when you ask them, it relates to the career or something about their family or their kids. It's not really about them. And we don't really know ourselves as much as we think we do.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, one thing when I'm with clients around this, um, I give them the task of tell me who you are in five sentences without mentioning your career, your children, your husband, your partner, um, and just share who you are. And sometimes it takes them three weeks to complete it. But at the end of it, if we put that time into ourselves, we can kind of get a glimpse of who's still inside there. Kashi, are you there? Yes,
0: yes. I am. I, I it was um, muted I, somehow, some way. The, the the phone cut off. So we are just having a, a great time here with the technical difficulties, aren't we?
1: You know what? <laughs> it's all good. We're here, and that's all that matters. And you know. Maybe it's just the energy today. Maybe there's just some energy. I, I think that's what it is. I think it, our energy is a, a little a little too much for the, for the atmosphere. <laughs> you know what? It's 9.30 in the morning, and maybe the energy just hasn't quite woken up yet. But I think it will get there. I'm sure it will. Well, you know what? i with that. <laughs> Absolutely. So you work a lot with personal transformation, whether that be in a corporation or with people. And – How does someone go through a personal transformation, and how do they know that they're ready to go through one? Well,
0: when it comes to personal transformation or even the signs of it, you know, there are a few telltale signs um, that you might be in the thick of that transition. So, for instance, um, if you're feeling like you've kind of been called to do something more than what it is that you're doing, but you just aren't quite sure what that is, You might just be searching for answers. Um, You you know, you're just feeling kind of um, uh, as as if there's something else you should be doing, Um, or life could be chaotic and crazy, and it seems as if nothing's falling into place. And you know, no matter what you do, nothing seems to be going your way. Um, You could be feeling unsettled, Um, or if you're, you have all these big dreams but they don't seem to fit into what you perceive as to be your small life. You know, those might be some signs that you're in a thick of a transition or uh, on the brink of a transformation. And the one way you know that you're ready, or one, some of the ways you know that you're ready for an actual transformation is that, you know, you're willing to do the hard work. You're willing to do what it takes to get on the other side and really work through the things that you need to work through. You know, you're not looking for the quick fixes, you're not looking for somebody to, you know, just have a conversation with someone and they tell you, you know, what the path is and then everything's done. You know, you're willing to put forth the time, the effort, um, sometimes the frustration because it's not, you know, just this simple one-size-fits-all process for personal transformation. You know, every pro- everyone's process is different, um, but when you're ready, you know that you're ready. You're willing to make the investment, whatever that might be. It could be just a course. It could be a conference. It could be coaching. Um, but you don't want it to be something that you're just trying to throw money into and get quick fixes. You have to be in a place and space where you're ready to do the hard work because it can't be hard work.
1: Absolutely. And, and often it is, work. Um, perhaps maybe it's easy to get the ball rolling. But then when you really have to start peeling back those layers, it gets to be some hard work in there. Because transformation mm-hmm. it is emotional, it's mental, it's physical. Um, it happens so many different levels. And often people don't realize that they actually have to put the work into it. So I love that you really highlight that. And another thing I find is people really just think, okay, I'm just going to go to a bunch of conferences. And like you said, throw the money at it. and make it Work wonders. It's, you know, a lot of people, they feel stuck and they feel like, okay, there's got to be more out there for me. I know I need to do this. But they get wrapped up in the whole training game or online courses, which are all mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic, but they need to be followed by some form of action. And again, and I were talking about last week, um, you know, there has to be some action plans from it. I always encourage people, you know, if you're going to a conference, take two days after off so that you can really digest everything you've learned and create a good plan of where it's going to take you next before you exactly. jump. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I think some people get caught up in that uh, professional development um, bandwagon, and, and like you said, they they will attend every any and every conference that there is, but not do anything with the information that they learned. And I think that's a great suggestion to really take a day or two afterwards to come up with an action plan, come up with a strategy, because how do you expect forward movement if you haven't put a plan in place to make that happen? You know, it, what you've learned in that moment, you know, <laughs> a good percentage of that is already out of, out of your mind by the time you leave the conference. So you really do need to be intentional about putting
1: a plan in place to make shift happen really so absolutely and you know we learn so much just from a conference you can imagine if there's eight speakers certainly mm-hmm. you probably need more than two to really digest all of the information and so That's sometimes awesome. a little bit of that information will get lost I hear um, especially from my coaching they will say oh you know I went to this conference and I heard the guy speak 10 years ago and I totally forgot about it you know we take it in but it doesn't do anything with it and in order for something to make a lasting impact it needs to have you know that physical action step to have that planted in the subconscious mind so it stays there and becomes part of life in our world
0: exactly yeah and when i coach people you know it's from my own experiences um you know i A few years ago, I went through this. I was in that same place and space where I knew there was something else I needed, I should have been doing, but I just could not put my finger on what it was. And uh, I I, I took the time, you know, did the work, and it wasn't always comfortable. It was not always fun. And the work requires you to answer hard questions, questions that you may have been avoiding and ducking and dodging, uh, but, I promise you, if you do take the time, you will be all the better on the other side of things. And so it was through my own work that I kind of came up with my own, my own coaching process. Um, And I I said, you know, I know there are other people like me that feel the same way that are experiencing these same things, you know, not feeling fulfilled. And it's not that I disliked my work at the time. the, The work was fine, but I felt like there was something more I should have been doing. And then I also found out through the work that it wasn't really about the work. You know, the work was just kind of that thing that, you know, it was the easy way of, oh, well, if I, you know, find some work that I'm fulfilled by, then everything will be fine. But there were so many other layers beneath the surface that I wasn't even aware of. And so that's where the discomfort comes in when you think you're going for, you know, to talk about this career transition or career reinvention. But the issue really is, your own, yeah. again, the mindset monsters, that fear, you know, or uh, if you're feeling less than about yourself or, uh, you know, if you're feeling that you should be in a different place and space, if you're suffering from security issues, significance issues, all those things don't easily come to the surface if you're not looking for them. And you might just think, oh, you know, I just need to change jobs. No, there's so much more to the conversation.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love all of that. The one thing I, I remind all of my um, all of my students in my coaching classes is the number one thing usually that people come to coaching for is weight loss, and mm. it's never mm-hmm. about losing weight. Exactly. Never. <laughs> exactly. You know, so you really need to figure <laughs> out what's this really about, and are we really ready emotionally to deal with that stuff? Um, and like you said, the mindset monsters really, really play their role. So what is it about mindset monsters? What are they and how they for them? Well, basically
0: I call them the monsters because these are the things that affect the way you think about things or the way you're seeing things. Um, they are the things that are getting in the way of your forward movement and whatever capacity. So it could be something that's preventing you from moving forward in your career, getting that promotion or that advancement, or taking um, a chance and doing something completely different, even though you're feeling that within your soul. Uh, it could be something, if, if, if you're thinking about going into entrepreneurship, but you keep talking yourself out of it and, and stating the many reasons why you shouldn't be doing it. Um, if you're somebody that's thinking about uh, making the transition from, you know, as you mentioned before, leaving that job that you love and that, you you know, you love the work and coming back home and, you know, putting more focus on your family. What are those mindset blocks, those roadblocks that are getting in your way, the things that are uh, affecting how you see that next step and how do we move past those things, they're, the
1: limiting beliefs? Absolutely. Yeah, they're really challenging. And I know I do quite a bit of work with people around limiting beliefs and how to rewrite them and all of that sort of yeah. thing. And it really comes down to what are we feeding our own souls? Like what is that recording mm-hmm. in our mind mm. telling us um, what are the societal beliefs or, or beliefs that we been, have been implanted in us since we were two years old? What are we still carrying around and does it still really even fit for us? And that's a lot of unpacking to do. So you're totally right. To put in the work, we need to take time to digest it and really mm-hmm. decide what matters to us and how are we going to make that change.
0: And you make a great point about the things that, you know, uh, the, the societal expectations. Even the people that don't think that they're affected by them are affected by it. And, and, and because we live in such a technically uh uh, technologically savvy society, <laughs> you know. Now we have all these um, social media platforms. It's so hard not to get inundated with what everybody else has going on, and not to compare yourself. Getting caught up in that comparison trap, you know. You get on Facebook alone, not, you know, not even counting the other things. Just Facebook alone, and you get caught up in everybody else's highlight reels. And oh, I'm you know I'm so great. I just took this vacation. I just did this. I just did that. And then. It starts chipping away at you, chipping away at your ego, and you're just like, well, why, well, how come I'm not doing that? We're the same age. And, you know, you start asking yourself this, these questions unconsciously, and it affects you in a way that you hadn't even anticipated. And so, um, you know, Christine Hassler talks about the, the, um, the uh, expectation um, hangover, and a lot of us get caught up in that, the things that we think we should be doing according to what society says, or what someone else said in our family that, you know, the expectations that everybody else has placed on us. And when we don't meet up to those, then it makes leaves us feeling a way we feel as if we have that expectation hangover, and we get caught up in it.
1: Absolutely. And you know, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, too. I know this year, my husband turned 40. And people are saying, Oh, do you have a hard time with that? And honestly, I didn't. And I got thinking, I said, you know, I actually think I had a really hard time at 30, but it wasn't mm. the aging thing. It was the benchmarks I had set for myself and comparing myself to where I expected I needed to be. And, That's so true. And, you yeah. know, we, we put these expectations on ourselves and set these bars. And the reality is, if we just embrace what we have, we likely are already surpassing those bars. We've just taken a different road.
0: And that's so true. And half the time, though, like you said, the, those expectations that we place on ourselves, and half the time, they're not even things that we necessarily want for ourselves, but we just think that that's what we're supposed to do. Absolutely. And so that's the work that I do is really about, okay, no, no, what do you want? Not what someone else told you, not what society told you, not what you think you're supposed to do by the age of 40 what do you
1: want? What does that look like? Absolutely. I love that. And you know, that's really what matters. So if you're listening today, you know, chances are in one area of your life, you're living for someone else. So if you can get one thing out of this show today, think about what do you want? What is in it for you? And what do you want? Because that's not selfish. It's actually quite giving, because it means that you'll a different part of your soul and able to give back even more.
0: Absolutely. And, 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 again, from my own personal experience, once I really figured out who I was and what drove me, what motivated me, what inspired me, I could be a much better wife, a much better mother, a much better friend, family member, and a much better business owner because I was operating awesome. um, from an authentic place and space and not from this place of what I'm supposed to do.
1: Exactly, exactly. You're speaking my language, (laughs) Kathy. I love it. So speaking about giving back and being our best authentic self, um, I know that you do a lot of giving back. And one of your big focuses is on giving back to our youth and setting them up on the right foot. Can you share a little bit about your program that you are developing and rolling out to help our youth? Sure.
0: So the program is called Teach a Kid to Lead, and it's based on the concept, um, the uh, quote, you know, teach a man to fish. Um, And this is something that had been planted in my head probably earlier uh, this year, probably in February of 2016. And I always tell people when life is speaking to you, listen to it. And life was definitely speaking to me. Um, I'm a, a spiritual person so, and I'm a Christian, so God was speaking to me at that time and putting ideas in my head for creating curriculum related to leadership development specifically for kids um, because, as I mentioned, um, us adults, <laughs> uh, I don't know that a lot of us have the right idea of what leadership is, and since I also do generational um, workshops One thing that I heard in a lot of the workshops that I was doing and facilitating uh, was that there's a lack of um, soft skills in the job pool. They have job candidates that definitely have the technical know-how, the technical savvy. They know how to do the job. But when it came to the soft skills like communication, uh, emotional intelligence, empathy, that's where things were lacking. And so I started looking at my, just my own three kids and just looking at them and how they would handle situations. And my daughter um, earlier this year, she was playing basketball. And during the middle of the game, she kind of had a, a – um, she reacted to a situation strictly based off emotion. It wasn't, you know, something that she took time to think about. It was just based off emotion. And then the thought was put into my head, talk to her about emotional intelligence. So I started talking to my girls about the things I was teaching to the adult. Um, Then these ideas for book titles came into my head, these ideas for workshops and going into schools came into my head, um, creating curriculum that teachers or educators could use, and uh, workshops for parents to help them raise leaders and really help kids to figure out what leadership is. Again, I I tell my kids all the time, leadership is not about you. It's not about a title. Um, You know, it's for you to go out there and serve. And so I want to kind of take the same message and um, help other kids to understand what it is so that when they do become of age to go into the workforce they do have these soft skills that you know they they have this character development this leadership development this soft skills development life skills development um, at a young age to start ingraining it in them and so I had my first uh, first event related to that this past weekend uh, we did a uh, kids' Night Out Vision Board Party. Oh, t- that was an adventure! <laughs> that was an adventure. <laughs> uh, we had almost 30 kids there, um, ages four to 12, um, which was uh, very interesting because very different age groups. Um, but just helping them to understand the concept of vision, because as a leader, you should have vision. And so that's my goal. To, um, I'm going to pilot the program at my actually at my kindergartner school starting in January, and go in there and um, do fun, uh, interactive activities related to concepts of leadership uh, for them, again, because this is our future workforce, and so I figured why not go straight to the source and go to the kids?
1: Absolutely, and that's so fantastic and so helpful, because, you know, sometimes our youth are really underestimated as to what they can actually give back to society, and I know um here in Canada we really support the We um, Foundation. I'm not sure if you do in the States or not, but it's really youth helping other youth around the world. And the work that they do is so phenomenal. Um, you know, they have amazing fundraisers. They educate public about what's happening with children in other countries. They travel to the other countries to build schools and learn wow. about the culture and bring the culture back home and it's just amazing and you know people say well you know kids don't really do anything well our kids can do amazing things um exactly. it's amazing we just the, them. the power and empower them um and that we believe in them it's amazing exactly. the things that we can come up with
0: so, and i couldn't agree more you know this is the gener- the current generation um so we of course have heard of millennials but the generation that's starting to enter the workplace now they are gen z or they're also called i gen and then there's also another uh, generation right behind them on the hills, on their heels which is generation alpha and these two generations are the first generations that were born into um a world where there are five screens that they interact with on- on a regular basis, so smartphones, laptops, desktops, tablets, and TVs. And that has affected, again, the soft skills, because if you're connected to a tablet or whatever screen of choice for your child, you know, you don't have to have empathy because you don't have to show a screen empathy. So this is, I, I thought, it was something that was key. because You know, my own kids, they do have iPads, but I only allow them to watch them on the weekends only for a certain hours, um, because I don't want them to um, not be able to communicate with people. I don't want them to use emojis for communication and emails and think that's okay. I want them to be clear about what business communication is when, you know, when they get of age. I want them to understand what it means to really take somebody else's feelings into consideration when something happens. I want them also to be personally accountable, um, you know, because, we we have a lot of people that point fingers at everyone else when something happens, and but I want you to see your your role in the situation and take that into consideration. So that's why I thought that something like this was so important and so key. And it's outside of my comfort zone because I have been training adults, <laughs> uh, but it's something I feel that I've been called to do, and I am try- and I'm I'm trying to be obedient to that, and so. Uh, I'm looking forward to what this will become.
1: I love all of that. And, you know, I really love how you trust the messages that you receive. And it's so important that we do that. These messages are given to us for a reason. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a greater purpose out there, and we're all here for a certain reason and a certain um, task. And the more we ignore those messages, the more we're not being true to ourselves or true to the people that we love or will love because they're not seeing what we're really all about and what we're really supposed to deliver. So I love that you've just trusted it and developed it and you're reflecting on it and I can't wait to see where it goes.
0: Thank you so much. And I couldn't agree with you more when it comes to trusting in the messages because I think oftentimes we get caught up in what we think something should look like, you know, what we think our purpose should look like, what we think uh, the outcome of our work should look like, and sometimes it, it, it could be something that you hadn't anticipated whatsoever. A year ago, I would have never thought that this was a direction that um, my business would take, but here I am, and I'm, I'm fully embracing it, um, but I took the time to listen to God, and I took the time to listen to my life and the feelings and um, watching my own children, and like I said, they will be the ones that are entering the workforce, and I want to do my part to prepare them as much as I possibly can. And I figured, you know, if it, it, this is something I'm thinking about. I know there are other parents that want to do the same for their kids, so uh, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, the reality is that we're preparing children for a workforce that we have no idea what it will look like. And I can remember, you know, I think it was grade 7 or grade 8 guidance with Mr. Kirkshanks. He said to us, you're all going to have three to five careers. And I thought, you're crazy. Like, I'm either going to be a lawyer or I'm going to be a teacher, and that's the end of it. Um, but it's true. It's so true. You know, I, I'm i 40, and I'm on my fourth career. <laughs> you know? Like, it's just the way it is for so many of us. And it's going to change that much more. I mean, I do a lot of my work online. You do a lot of your work online. Online businesses, as everyone will be hearing over those, these uh, Women in Business series, there's a huge market for online business. And it really is the way the world is going. So the fact is we need to train kids to do things that we don't know what they'll look like. And we do that by building their confidence. We do that by teaching them to trust the messages they're receiving and knowing Mm -hmm. the difference between our ego and our higher self or God or whatever you believe in. You know, knowing that if the message is loving, that's what you're supposed to be doing. If the message is negative, that's your ego. And that's something Mm -hmm. we need to do. You know, teaching them to know these things is not something I was taught when I was little, you know. Uh, most people, I don't think, were taught to trust those messages. It was, you're supposed to be doing this, now go do it, don't question. So, you know, we're raising a whole new world, and it's up to us to make sure that they have the skills to cope with what is coming ahead of them. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's wonderful. And then are also giving back because you also take business interns into your business to help cultivate and grow with them. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So um,
0: I my, my background, um, I have two master's degrees, and the um, second one is in um, industrial organizational psychology, so psychology of the workplace. And so um, – Part of the training development background is um, i I wanted to give other people that might be interested in this this line of work, the training and development side of things an opportunity to uh, kind of test the waters and get a feel for whether it 's something they like something they don 't like you know um, and so I decided to connect with the local um, university here where I live um, because I knew that they had people that were that would be a good fit. Uh, And I also had worked at our local um, chamber as the director of business development, and I ran the uh, internship program there. So I was familiar with the people at the university and just reached out and said, hey, you know, I want to give people some resume-worthy material, you know, uh, give them a chance to come in and, you know, potentially write a training module or um, work on the marketing side of things, you know, whatever it is that their particular interests were, because I – didn't want to put them in an area that they weren't a good fit for. You know, I wanted to develop their interests, you know, help them develop their interests, help them really figure out, okay, this I like this part of things. Or, no, I don't think I'd be a good fit at that. Because if you're doing something you don't want to do, you probably won't give me your best. And, you know, it's just not going to be a win-win for either of us. So uh, I have two interns currently, and they are in the master's program doing their um, master's in IO psychology. And this is the first semester we've done it, and it's been a good experience. And I'm hoping to continue doing that as well. Um, It's win-win for both parties because they get resume-worthy material. It's not just them, you know, answering phones and responding to email. They are really in the trenches and doing specific projects to really develop themselves as trainers, uh, to develop, you know, uh, their skills and decide, hey, yes, I do like this, or no, this is probably not the best fit for me. And you know, I also get their time and I get someone to help me as well so again win-win
1: absolutely it's win-win and you know there's a true energetic exchange happening because you're providing training and insight and they're giving back with quality work if they're loving what they're doing so I mean definitely Um, for those of you who are entrepreneurs that means that might be a great option for you to get a little bit of help but at the same time you can teach what you're really good at and that'll help them inspire you to do even more as well. And Absolutely. I really and, thought, and, yeah. sorry, what
0: were I'm you go saying? <laughs> I was just going to piggyback off that. Yes, it's a great chance to uh, to mentor them as well. Um because I tell them I said any question you have, let me know because, you know, this is a, this is you you're doing great work for me and I want to give as much as I can and pour into you as much as I can pour into you because we're helping each other. And um, I'm all about people doing work that uh, that they're happy with doing, you know, career happiness, job satisfaction. And if I can help you figure out, you know, whether a path is or is not for you before you get into that workforce, I'm all for it. So.
1: And that's so important because, you know, post-secondary education is expensive. It is a huge investment. Yeah. Um, for many, it will leave you with student debt for a very, very long time. So you really need to yeah. that. You're going to be looking at that bill for a little (laughs) while. And, you know, you and I were chatting and I was sharing with you about, you know, my son, he he did go to college and he lasted one term or one semester. And he just said, no, this is so not for me. And so we kept saying to him, you need to, what are your passions telling you to do? Because he's been sailing with tall ships for three or four years before that, four years, I think. But he wasn't sailing and he really was missing it. And we just kept saying, you know, you're, you're going to figure this out. And so the bottom line is you need to have a job if you're at home because you're an adult now. So he, he did his part. He went and got a dishwasher job for a summer and said, okay, I'm never going to do that again. And that's what inspired him to go to college. <laughs> when he came home from college, he, he did right away. He got a lifeguarding job and, a, and worked in a kitchen, but he still wasn't happy. And he just kept saying, you know, mom, I'm just, I'm not happy. I don't know what's wrong with me. And I said, well, it's because you're not doing what you love. There's a lot more to life out there. And you need to figure that out. And um, so finally he went back to sailing. And before that had been, you know, a hobby. It was something that cost money. But now that he's an adult, he actually gets to make a bit of money at it. And Opened himself up to that. He's been offered so many wonderful opportunities. And now he's, you know, sailing in Florida with plans to go to so many (laughs) beautiful places. But had he stayed in that mentality of the expectation is that I have a job because I'm an adult and I didn't want to go to school, and hadn't opened himself up to maybe a job looks a little different than working in a kitchen, he would be in such a different place emotionally. so I really love that you're giving them that opportunity because sometimes people do go and say, I would love to do this. I would love to be a vet, for example. And they do hard work, they get the grades to get there, and then they're there and they're like, you know, this isn't what I thought it would be. I thought I would be cuddling with <laughs> exactly. dogs all day, <laughs> you know? And, and, and that's so how it's been opportunity for me business. Given is- it's wonderful that you've given that opportunity.
0: And that's how it had been for me in business. You know, the things that I thought I wanted to do, yeah, no. (laughs) After doing them for a while, it was just kind of like, oh, no, that's not the best fit for me. So it's definitely been an evolution. And so um, it it was definitely my pleasure to kind of help them kind of navigate the process and really figure it out because both of them are graduating in May. And so, um, again, I just wanted them to just really kind of dip their – Go in the pool and see, you know, what the options were and see, okay, yeah, I do like this or no, I don't like this. And,
1: you know, hopefully
0: help them in their own job searches.
1: That's really wonderful. Now, you are doing something slightly different than what you thought you wanted to do in business. How did you go about streamlining where your passion lied and what you needed to be doing?
0: So when I first jumped into business, I uh, was a virtual assistant, and I do I did um, general virtual assistants, but I, uh, my particular niche was HR uh, virtual assistants. So I helped people that didn't have an HR person uh, do HR-specific uh, jobs and projects or um, just worked on HR-related items. And I did, as I mentioned before, I did general virtual assistants, and um, I did that for about two years, um, And while I was able to do it, I still wasn't feeling fulfilled by the work. And so two years into my business, I decided to take a break from business. At that time, I was uh, pregnant with our third child, our final child, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to take the rest of this year off and try to enjoy this pregnancy and figure out, one, if I wanted to be in business, and then two, if I was going to stay in business what I wanted to do and so uh, I just kind of that was when I kind of took that deep dive and did the hard work I did work on my own I also reached out to um, a counselor at that time and talked to her about stuff related to personal life because uh, that's when I got the understanding it wasn't really just about career it wasn't really just about business but having these conversations doing this work on my own reading and feeding my soul and um really getting a better understanding of who I was as a person and a business owner, I realized that, yes, I did want to be in business, but it wasn't going to be doing the HR virtual assistants anymore. You know, the season for that had kind of changed. And, you know, nothing wrong with the work. It just had changed for me, and that wasn't where my passions really lie. Um, And so I – realized that the one thing I wanted to do um, moving forward was something I had been doing forever. And at that time, it was helping people with their careers, helping people make the transitions, helping people to get their jobs. So I went into career coaching and resume writing. And um, that that was something I had done for years on end for free <laughs> for friends and family. Anybody that was going to interview for a job, they would always reach out to me. Anyone who wanted their resume review, they would um, reach out to me. And then um, so that was kind of my segue into where I am at now, um, because then I really became interested in leadership. And I have been a teacher for the majority of my life. I've been a teacher even far, as far back as high school Um, when I did peer tutoring, um, tutoring uh, the people that I went to school with. I was a senior, tutoring seniors, my fellow seniors, um, and I had always loved that kind of thing. I always was interested in personal development and personal growth and being your best you. um, But I'd never even considered the options of doing that as a career because I just didn't know how to do it. And so over the past few years, it's kind of morphed and um, as I figured it out and uh, got rid of my own again mindset monsters, you know the imposter syndrome where I was just like, okay, well, why would somebody pay me to do that, or why would you know, how do I do this, or letting fear get in the way. I you know quite, I tried to quiet those um, fears that I had, and I just kind of moved forward, and it it has morphed into what is now Shift Matters. I rebranded um, earlier this year as Shift Matters, and now I focus strictly on personal development, um, professional development, leadership development. Um, And I have retired the resume writing piece. Uh, I loved doing it, but I retired that to focus specifically on these areas.
1: That is absolutely magical. I love how it's all lined up. And really each of those experiences were so necessary to get you to where you are right now.
0: They so were. And I tell people that all the time. I said, you know, even when you're in your not-so-dream job, what are the things that you're supposed to be learning? What are the skills you're supposed to be uh, obtaining? What are the things you could be learning? You know, think about the positive side of where you are right now. What lessons should you be learning right here, right now? Because everything you're doing right now is preparing you for where you would like to be in the future.
1: Absolutely it is. And, you know, I really love how, you pointed out that you didn't necessarily know how the job would look or or how to get there, but you understood that you needed to get there because there are so many people out there who understand they're not in the place they're supposed to be, but they really Mm -hmm. need the help in figuring out what is it that it is supposed to be and how do I get there? And remember, we're, we're raising youth that are entering a workforce that we don't know what it'll look like. And we also don't know what it will look like for us as well. If you had said 10 years ago, that, you know, I'd be hosting a radio show online and working online with people around <laughs> the world. I don't know that we would have been able to comprehend that because I was lucky if I could check my email. <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> so, I mean, the world technologically has changed so much that really anyone can do whatever their passion is. They just might have to do it another way. And I know for me when, you know, when I had to leave my job I had, you know, different people saying, like, you should really apply for CPP, which is our Canada pension. You know, you have a brain injury, you're never going to do this again, never going to do that again. <clears throat> and, you know, I just kept saying, it's okay if that's not what I'm going to do then, because I know that mm. I can do something. And <clears throat> I'll always be so grateful for that, like that little voice in my head that said, no, there's there for you, because I, yes, I have some limitations but I don't need to be in my living room with those 247, you know, like there's a lot more to life. up. And you think about all those people who have been told, you know, there's no option, for you. there's no option left for you. And you're just going to, you know, have to accept that and give up. So if you're listening and you've ever been told that, please don't ever give up because you have gifts inside of you. We just might need to look at it from another angle, but you've, everybody has a way to be of service to others. And everyone has something inside them that's of value. And it's so important that we remember that and really embrace that and encourage that in others, because everyone has something. There's no one here by accident. Not one of us. We're all here very purposefully. Not at all. <laughs> and, um, you know, so with wonderful coaches like Cachet out there or any, the other coaches that you come in contact with, connect with them and, and allow them to share in their lights with you because there's so much that everyone has to offer. And Kashi, I'm so grateful that you were able to join us today. So quickly before we finish off, can you tell us what are your top three recommendations that you would give to a new entrepreneur? Sure.
0: So, one of the things I, I just want entrepreneurs to really, really, really be clear about is, uh, or, or is the whole concept of listening to your life. Um, if you take the time to really listen to yourself, um, your emotions, um, just your thoughts, they're, telling, they're trying to tell you something. When something might be askew, when you're feeling discontent or just unsettled, pay attention to those cues. There's something, there's a message in there for you, but if you don't take the time to slow down, sit still, and be, you're going to miss the, the message. And once you actually do get that information, really internalize it and figure out what you need to do moving forward. The second thing I want to definitely say, um, and I believe this is a Derek Sivers quote, but if it's not, uh, not a heck yes, it's a no. Um, we often get caught up doing, um, you know, it could be people-pleasing. It could be because you're a nice person. Uh, You know, whatever the case is, oftentimes we get caught up doing a number of things and putting a number of things on our plates that we wouldn't otherwise put on our plates if we really took time to think about it. Um, As you mentioned, if you have your personal mission statement and you line up the things that you put on your plate according to that, If it doesn't match up or line up with the things that you have on there, it's a no. You have to be clear on the things that are going to uh, give you forward movement uh, in your life. And if you're not passionate about it, if you're not excited about it, if it's something you're dreading, it's a no. And then finally, just be flexible and be willing to shift and pivot and turn as needed in your life. It doesn't have to be a dramatic process. It could be something as simple as I'm bored at my job let me take on a little more responsibility or let me get get a challenging project. Or it could be something dramatic, but if you're not willing to make that shift, then, you know, you'll never know, and then you'll be stuck in that same place and space.
1: Wonderful. You have so much to offer, Kashi. I'm so grateful that you joined us this morning. So everyone remember, you need to listen to your life and your messages. They are guiding you to where you need to be. Number two, it's either heck yes or no. You know, trust the messages you're receiving. Check with your personal mission statement. Do things that you need to do to feel really good about your yes and your no. And, you know, feelings like guilt should not ever be at play with those two things. And finally, be flexible. And that's so, so important because we need to be open to all the different possibilities. And if we stay rigid, uh-huh. we need to so, so much. So, Kashi, how can guests um, follow you or connect with you if they would like to learn more? Well, my website is
0: shiftmattersllc.com. Um, and you can also reach out to me directly via email. And it's kashi at cacheprescott.com. And I also invite everybody to just um, come. I have a Facebook group called Shift Nation. And if you put that in um, Facebook, you should be able to find it. And I'd love to have you join us. And we just, uh, again, it's a a place and space for like minded individuals to talk about all things related to personal leadership, being self aware, being accountable, and um, just mastering your life, taking charge of your life and doing life on your terms. So,
1: wonderful. Wonderful. So, everybody, (laughs) head on over to Shift Nation on Facebook. Reach out to Caché. She's got a lot more coming. You know, we certainly can't encompass everything in one hour. So I'd even love to have you back on the show again another six months because I can't wait to see where all your projects are going, Caché. And for those of you listening who would like to connect with me, you you can always find me on my two Facebook pages, Sam Black, Certified Psychic Medium and Wellness Coach, and also on our Grounded Roots Wellness page. And our website is www.groundedrootswellness.ca. I am wishing you all of the absolute best. You know, we have another show coming up today at 1230 with Samantha Avery. And she's going to teach us all about what it's like to be in a practice and then make that big leap to do it all on your own. Uh, She's got some great strategies as well. And for those of you wanting to become a life or executive coach or really just wanting to learn the language to get out of your own way, please feel free to join us this weekend. You know, in Niagara Falls, we have our two-day certified coach practitioner course happening through the Certified Coaches Federation. And I'd love to see you in class, but there are also classes in a 100 cities worldwide. And you can find out more at www.certifiedcoachesfederation.com. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And, Kashi, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. Have a fabulous Tuesday, and we'll look forward to seeing you again.